0: you and i can go down a list of people we've met today and i bet you we have both encountered someone from another culture another country today right probably and we have in the grocery stores and like today i ended up getting dinner from a japanese restaurant and you could tell they were all japanese right and -hmm. so i encountered those people those are opportunities to learn instead of saying you have an accent. And, 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 you know, so for those of you who are culturally curious from an immigrant's point of view, let me tell you something that I, as an immigrant don't like. And I know a lot of, I am speaking for a lot of immigrants here in the United States. This is what we don't like. So one of the things I always get is, Hey, you have an accent. Where are you from? (laughs) Right. That is a great legit question. Like, (laughs) This It sounds right, okay, to the person who is culturally curious and trying to find, but that is not the conversation you want to bring up first, because this is what I hear as an immigrant. When you say I have an accent, this is what I hear. I hear you say, oh, you're not from here. You are not part of us. Right. 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 And I and, and know people mean well when they ask that question. They are not thinking, oh, I am putting you away from us. But as an immigrant who has been living in this country for the last 21 years, this is my entire adult life has been in this country. I feel so much a part of it. Right. But there's also a part of me that is torn between my home country, Ghana, and this country because I'm not from here. But then I've been gone so long from my home country that when I visit, I feel like a visitor, right? So I'm in this weird space between where I'm from and where I live and where I've made my home and raised a family, right? And so when someone asks me that question, you have an accent where are you from? I am hearing, oh, you don't belong here, or you are not part of
1: me. So right. and I have a question on that. What would what would be a um more, what would be a more comfortable question for you? In that, if somebody was just curious as to where you're from, would yeah. it, would it be just? Would you prefer if it would just say, "Oh, where are you from?" Or yeah, would just you... tell me where are you from?
0: Don't right. add the. Uh, don't add the. You
1: have an accent. Right. I know I have an accent. I, I know. It. Say, it's not like it's not news. It's not like <laughs> it's like flash news. I have it's an revelation. <laughs> like, hey, I, I gotta say something. I don't know. If it's like it's like they're talking like you have yeah. like a book yeah. in your nose. Yeah. Like, right. Hey, like, I tell you something. You have an accent. <laughs> yeah, you should just be like super surprised to be like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like you, you have, have an also, you People from?
0: have asked me the question, right? And I felt like I needed to be sarcastic. And I've actually done that before. Like someone said, "You have an accent. Where are you from?" And I said, "I'm from America." Yeah, And you're like, no, seriously, where are you from? I'm like, I'm American. I have an American passport. I can tell you I'm an American anyway. But I'm playing that off. I know exactly what they mean. So instead of saying you have an accent, don't say the obvious. We know I have an accent. You don't have to tell me that I don't sound like Chad. Chad doesn't sound like me. I know. Chad has an American accent. So you have an accent too, right? And I have an accent too.
1: What? I have an accent?
0: Yeah. Because an accent is a representation of, it's how you interpret language, Mm -hmm. Right. And so how you speak your English, it's not what it's not how the British speak their English. So you have an American accent. I have a Ghanaian accent. I have whatever, right? And so I think the best question is, you know, where are you from? Just ask me that. I will tell you where I'm from, right? And I also want the conversation to go beyond, if there is time, to go beyond where are you from Find out about who I am. And I think the best way to connect with someone from another culture is to find similarities, right? So I look like a middle-aged woman. Well, I think I do, right? And so there's a possibility that maybe I have a family or, you know, I have some job or something. So you kind of want to find that commonality between you and that person, right? right. So let's share, like Chad loves theater and drama, right? right? I love theater and drama too. And I think that's where you and I connected. Uh, in Absolutely,
1: the art, yeah, that right? was literally how we and,
0: and And so we found that common ground. And before this recording, I was telling you that I feel like you and I have, gone through, I think we do cultural curiosity very well, you know, especially you and I give you credit for that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like even in our friendship, we started off as a working relationship, mm-hmm. but our cultures and our backgrounds didn't stop us from becoming friends, even outside of the work we do together. Right. Right. Agreed. And there's been times when you didn't know something and you asked, you know, um, what is this? Or like the other day on our recording, we talked about Keleweli, which is the plantains versus, you know, jollof rice or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and you were curious enough to know and to want to know. I also give you credit because then you did on the other movies and did, um, you know, movies from different countries. You did like one from India, you did one from Ghana and I give you credit because you were able to embrace that culture, put yourself in their place and see what the impact and the purpose of that story was or the stories that you right. that had been turned into movies were and the impact they made. That is cultural curiosity. You don't even have to, again, you don't have to travel. On Netflix, there are all these movies, there are African movies, yeah. Asian movies, right? watch something other than an American movie because that is a good way to learn about a culture. And that is why I loved what you did with On Be Other Movies because what you did was cultural curiosity in its own form through film, right? And yeah, so- no, that was,
1: you know, Thank
0: you. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I have a question for you. Um, kind of to frame cultural curiosity and what Americans probably need, not all Americans, but maybe- right. This might open up somebody's mind a little bit. So in Ghana, Mm -hmm. what is the, or what is a general consensus, or is there a general stereotype of to the image of an American from somebody who is not, maybe not, who's either never, A, never been to America, or B, hasn't spent a lot of time in America, but has, Mm -hmm. like, you know, sees the news. So like in Ghana, what would be like a, a, an image in the, the mind of somebody from Ghana of an American. So let me tell you my mind before I came into the country. I think that you, we
0: speak for a lot of people in mm-hmm. Ghana. We always thought Americans were rich or are rich, right? Mm-hmm. I never associated America with poverty uh, because the America we see uh, are the Americans who come to our rescue with food and money like USAID and, mm-hmm. you know, World Bank people and all these people coming in to rescue us, right? So, and then you watch the movies and it's the skyscrapers and the nice cars and Everything is nice. You know, you don't see the poverty. You don't see the injustices. You don't see all the other things that you get to know, the racism and all of that when you eventually come into the country. So the per- perception, at least for me before coming in, was that America was a place you go to make it. You know, French. that was the first one. We also felt that Americans were very casual. And <laughs> um, casual in so many ways, so like you right. would read and our educational system was more British, um uh, based on colonialism and all of that, but right. so British English, you cannot write a formal letter with um what do you call those a conjunction like instead of saying they are you can say they apostrophe are you know right. um like americans who use that in formal writing we were taught you cannot do that in
1: formal writing right and, and i even notice this is a fun thing too in yeah. when, when Amma and i text you can even yeah. see that uh is very formal when she texts you she's like hey Chad how are you I hope you're well a whole <laughs> I guess it's a letter and then, you know we'll we'll talk whereas I'm just and I feel bad because sometimes I'm just like Hey, yeah, that's cool. Like, you know, like, uh, very, very American and that, you know, very. Yeah. American.
0: Americans are very casual. Yeah.
1: Very, so I, very casual. <laughs> but, you know, and some of you, but some of you listening may have listened to that, that image of, of what I'm a kind mm-hmm. of an American. And you might be thinking, oh, that's not me. I'm not rich or, oh, yeah. that's not me. I'm I'm not a, a casual person. I'm very, um, you know, I'm very formal. I, I'm very mm-hmm. proper. I speak in this very way. But or you mm-hmm. might be thinking I'm not a part of that socioeconomic demographic or. Uh, Or whatever. And exactly, that's the point I was trying to make, is that, uh, so you would say to this other culture, well, no, that's not a necessary representation of me as a person. So you should also be curious enough, you being the viewers, or listeners, curious enough to not just assume, um, you know, you should be curious enough to challenge your predispositions about what someone from Ghana or India or any other culture who they are, you know yeah. what I mean? So, and, yeah. and I think that that was kind of the, the point of that little exercise.
0: Yeah. And I think um, the media, the media hasn't served us well, either not just sure. around the country, but for here as well, because you were watching what the media is showing right? And, and right. what the movies are showing and all of that. And it's what is portrayed. So a lot of people, like I would speak English and I would hear people say, oh, you speak English very well. How did you learn to speak English? And I would say something along the lines of, I have been speaking English my entire life, you know, maybe yeah, I'm with the right. from yours, but English is not a second language to me. The funniest thing is that when I speak my own language, I would include English words because then I'm struggling with my own language. Right. And so Mm there is this perception that, Oh, you know, you're African, uh, you are not highly educated because you didn't have this. You didn't have that. And I'm like, no, I, I really grew up middle income and I look at some people here, and I'm thinking, man, my upbringing was better, right? To a degree, not yeah. that I'm bragging, but there's this perception that when you're from Africa, you're poor or you're ignorant, or or that because you're from another country, that you want because you have an accent, you're not intelligent enough. And I, I just want to make that since I have the platform, I'm going to say it. But intelligence yeah. accent has nothing to do with intelligence,
1: right? Absolutely, in the, in- something- and not be intelligent. You know, I mean, this is something I've been guilty of. Um, yeah. not, not with Guyanian culture, but yeah. uh, in America, if if you want to, in like the media, if the media wants to portray someone as stupid, mm-hmm. what accent do they give them? <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm not gonna say, yeah. I know <laughs> southern. <laughs> give them a southern, a thick southern accent, and that's I was not to get not in trouble that with that one, one. <laughs> but you're right. But that it's it's true, like you, yeah. The, the perception is that yeah. um, you know there there is a preconceived notion of like oh you have a thick southern accent so let's make fun of that and let's yeah. let's make fun of you for yeah. being from the south and it, it you know I, I say I've been guilty of that and that you know that is something that the media has yeah. Yeah. you know I, I've consumed media that has yeah. perpetuated that and I've had to check myself by being mm-hmm. like eh, no that's wrong yeah um, have, I've had
0: it, people talk about poverty in Africa too because. When you watch, like, all these charities trying to raise funds for Africa, what do you see on TV, right? You see the, babe, the, the boy or the little girl with the distended stomach and the flies jumping all over them and, right. like, you know, five cents a day will feed this hungry child in Africa, right? Where mm-hmm. are your kids in Africa who are coming to America for vacation? How are they affording that, right? So it's the stereotype. And and I tell people that, but they're like, yeah, but that's what the media shows. And I say, yeah, but think about why the media is showing that. They're showing that because they need to raise funds. If I come to you raising funds, I'm not coming to show you the best part of Africa. I'm going to show you the poor part because I need you to give me your money. So I'm not saying there is not a need. There is a need. There is war, but it's not all of Africa. I grew up in Africa and I'd never experienced war. Is there war in Africa? Yes, there is war in Africa. And so is other parts of the world too, right? And so, yes, there is an element of truth, but that does not represent all of us, like what you were saying. Right, you know,
1: and, and um, exactly. And like, yeah. even with what we were saying with like, you know, being from the South, like, mm. you know, from Virginia, the South, there are preconceived notions again Mm -hmm. based on accents and based on where you live and it's not really fair like I had a there was a college professor that I knew who is very respected in academia
0: Mm -hmm. but they
1: have a very thick southern accent so they had to really and they they had a thick southern accent and were female so in the world of higher ed they had a Mm -hmm. lot of people judging them and they had a lot of like hurdles they had to jump through to be taken seriously so Like, you know, not only do, y- you know, people need to be respected, I think is the moral of the story. Mm-hmm. And a way to that respect could be cultural curiosity. Yep. Somebody has a southern accent doesn't make them stupid. Somebody is from mm-hmm. Africa doesn't make, you know, any, any negative stereotype necessarily true about them. Right. And I think, you know, you create that cultural curiosity. Um, and, you know, cultivate that cultural curiosity, hopefully you can bridge that gap to eliminating negative, harmful stereotypes, Yeah, you know?
0: Exactly. And become culturally intelligent, right? Exactly. And, and so we also live in a world now where we cannot afford not to be culturally intelligent or culturally right. curious, right? And let me tell you why. We, our world have become the the world has become closer than we think due to technology. And your chances of working with someone from another culture, meeting on Zoom or Webex or whatever, it's higher now because companies are outsourcing companies And even when you don't want to deal with anyone, let's say you decide that, okay, I live in a bubble and you have a problem with your cell phone and you call your cell phone company, you're probably talking to someone in India or another part of the world, right? And so whether we like it or not, we have to engage with cultures that are different from our our own. And I think that's why our work is so important. What we do here at Culture Encounters, because our world is changing. We cannot live in a bubble anymore. You the can't. borders are open, right? And there are a lot of immigrants coming in. There are a lot of refugees coming in. And these are well-meaning people. We do contribute. I have been in this country with my family for so, so many years. And we have contributed meaningfully to this country. My brother has served in the military. I have worked here. I have worked as a teacher. I have worked as a business owner. I work as a founder of a nonprofit. My husband works. We all contribute meaningfully. So America is our home. It's just not a home for a select few. It's our home now. And that we have to relate to each other, whether we like it or not, we need to get to know each other.
1: Absolutely. That's an amazing, amazing way to put that. And I agree, like we we don't we don't have a choice. It, you know, you're either going to willingly yeah. <laughs> um be culturally curious and culturally intelligent, or it, it's gonna have to happen, you yeah. know. adapt right for example um i was i need to learn more spanish uh because um i was just looking online the i think last year i could be wrong someone please correct me Mm -hmm. if i am um last year the number one artist on musical artist on spotify Mm -hmm. you know who it was no take a guess bad bunny that, wow. that running the from puerto rico
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, you know the the latin um hip-hop artist yeah number one streaming artist on spotify that that is that's amazing awesome. i love it I'm not awesome. but that is so cool yeah so, so let me
0: so talking about artists my kids introduced yeah. me to a gentleman from canada connor price and I don't know him at all, but my kids are all mm-hmm. into Connor Price. And so they introduced me to Connor Price. And Connor Price did a project called Spin the Globe. And he literally takes a globe, he spins it, and then points at whatever country. And mm-hmm. he does a he's a hip hop artist. And so he mm-hmm. does collaboration with someone from whatever country he ends That's on. Cool. I think it is fabulous. That is, is really
1: cool. cool. Con- Connor Price, Price, if you're listening,
0: we need to work with you. I've emailed. Connor Price,
1: hit us up. We'll, we 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 got to talk. Is- we got to do this. A-
0: so cool that he is connecting his art, his mm-hmm. form of expression, with different cultures around the world. I just thought that was neat. I really that love is so
1: that. Cool. Yeah, that that is amazing. I'm gonna. That's yeah. gonna be my yeah. Google search yeah. tonight. Will be Connor Price. Connor that's Price in call the, call. the globe. That is my homework for all of you guys. And I want you in the chat or not the chat in the um in the comment section. Yeah. I want you to Google something from another culture. Yeah. And I want you to tell me what it is you Googled. I want to learn. We're going to learn together. Whether y'all like it or not, you're going to learn stuff. That's what I tell my students all the time. I'm like, you're going to you're going to learn and you're going to like it. (laughs) which leads to a, a collective groan and uh, eye-rolling but and yeah. we talking about music uh, it, it people were almost in america people were kind of almost tricked into cultural intelligence without realizing that yeah. we were talking yeah. about this off air yeah. um you know um rich Uh, greedy capitalists Mm -hmm. were um, not saying all capitalism is bad, saying Mm -hmm. that these specific capitalists were. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, back in the 50s, used uh, artists like Elvis Presley and um, Buddy Holly and Bill Haley and the Comets and Mm -hmm. uh, all of these different early um, seminal rock and roll artists to, you know, they were tools of appropriation. You know, they took Mm -hmm. Um, music from from black culture specifically like delta blues and chicago blues and 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 you know put a different label on it so they could sell it to middle class white kids um and but the music itself was inspired and specifically Mm -hmm. covered Mm -hmm. these very talented wonderful artists of color Right. So these these middle-aged white kids are consuming a culture that is different than theirs mm-hmm. um, based on this appropriation without even realizing it. Yeah. And then later on, they, you know, eventually, like, um, not, sometimes later on, sometimes at the same time, contemporary mm-hmm. life,
0: you're mm-hmm. listening,
1: they, you know, eventually you you see a platform for, for Chuck Berry and... Um, uh, Otis Redding Mm -hmm. and uh, that's Domino and little Richard and all of these just super ridiculously absurdly talented artists Mm -hmm. that um, you know, maybe um, they were basically almost tricked into call. It was a unintended consequence of appropriation. Mm -hmm. uh, So It's like, uh, you know, you do possess whether you want to or not, Mm -hmm. I have to believe that, you know, you, You, we as a people, possess the ability to, you know, be culturally curious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You just got to, you know, we just all got to get out of our own way.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and, and, and the truth is whether we like it or not, like I said before, we are engaging with people. I mean, think about the grocery store, you know, the restaurants, all Mm -hmm. everywhere you go. And I'm telling you, like, if you really pay attention to even what you've done today and places you've been, you've encountered someone from another culture. We all do on a daily basis, right? The the thing is we are not in, we don't pay attention enough and are not curious enough to see this is an opportunity for me to learn and grow. And I think that the way forward in the world we live in is that we need to learn and grow with each other and from each other. And I, I think that is really important. So um, yeah, that's all I got for you today. But I, I think that, you know, we all need to be culturally curious. I, I think we've we said it, you know, we cannot say it enough and absolutely go out there and pay attention to the world around you. Cause it's beautiful it when is. you get to meet people and get to know people outside of your circle, you know, step out a little bit. It doesn't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, at, at the very least you'll, uh, you know, you'll you'll have tried something new, and there's never yeah. anything wrong with that. Exactly. And uh, at the best, you might end up meeting a lifelong friend. You might end up um, learning something new that you take with you. You might find a new hobby that you really enjoy. Right. Um, so yeah, for sure. And I think you going find to all life, the things you have in common. You'll be amazed at yeah. things you have in common. You know. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you very much for your time today, yes. Amma. Uh, we will again. This will be. Uh, part one and part two. So we'll, we'll, this is part two of the video. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll probably cut this part out as well. Um, yeah. but thank you so much for your time today, Ama. Um, we will um be back next week with another um with another podcast. Yeah, uh, some great
0: conversations to come. You know, yeah, I think this yeah. was
1: very insightful,
0: and I feel like we I need agree.
1: to have these conversations. You know, I, I agree. I think the need is there, and. for sure humanity for humanity to be the best it can be yeah um it needs to embrace all elements of itself so all right well thank you very much for being with us today and have a wonderful evening yes you too chad
0: thanks for having me